this is Crystal B. Thanks for tuning in to Crystal B Talks. I like to emphasize that life is about living in the STEM world, which consists of science, technology, engineering, and math. Today, I have a very insightful and inspiring guest. His name is Mark Anthony Joe. He's the owner of Omen Coffee Company right here in St. Louis. And today, you will get to see how STEM plays a big role in his accomplishments. So let's welcome Mark Anthony Joe. What up? Yay! Thanks for being here today. Yeah, no problem. Awesome. All right, let's get into it. Um, if possible, can you inform the viewers more about yourself? Uh, yeah. Um, what do you want to know? So first question will probably be what motivated you to open a coffee shop? Okay. Um, you know, it's it's dude. I get this question a lot. Um, and. Uh, believe it or not, I'm not. I'm not actually. I, I'm a coffee guy. I love coffee. I like coffee just about as much as your typical um, everyday Starbucks soccer mom. You know, right? Like I, I mm-hmm. before I got into coffee, I actually didn't know anything about coffee. Um, uh, my background is in sales and marketing and branding, and uh, for a long time, I worked at a very high level in sales and i like to explain to people like when you work at a high level in sales sometimes um you're selling you're responsible for selling an idea or um a message more so than a product right and so that was that was kind of my job and i work for a company that now is like a hundred million dollar company and they built the company almost entirely on social media which is is crazy like because we live in an age where that's possible um but I was responsible for like selling this message and for selling this brand and this mission and building culture and community online. And, um, and one day I just honestly just said to myself, man, I just, I'm so tired of, of the way that we interact these days. Like I'm so tired of social media. I'm so tired of, you know, the internet and the, what it's doing to our culture. And I want to, I want to use my skill set to build a community in real life. Um, and so, Coffee, uh, honestly, is just the vehicle that I've chosen to do that with. Um, I uh, I love coffee. I love sharing it with people. But more more specifically and more significantly, I really love the energy of a coffee shop. I love the kinds of conversations that happen in places like coffee shops, hair salons, mm-hmm. nail salons, you know, barber shops. Um, and so, coffee shop just seemed it seemed like it seemed like the the vehicle to use. Um, so that's why I got into coffee. Yeah, I, I really, my goal is 100%, um, you know, mission oriented and community based. Um, and like, even my, like, even my employees, like I train them and I tell them, hey, the customer experience is the product, you know, we just give them coffee too. So mm-hmm. for me, it really isn't about the coffee as much as it, it is about the opportunity to like weave uh, the fabrics of community um, mm-hmm. and really just bring people from all different backgrounds and ethnicities and social biases into the same place and mm-hmm. remind them that like, hey, the world is not quite as toxic as the internet might have you believe it is, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yes, it okay. does. Awesome. So <laughs> going back to what you said about you worked for a company and they drive off the technology. Mm-hmm. So can you explain a little bit more about that? um yeah so i mean my boss my ex-boss um i'm not even going to say his name because he's 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 a very polarizing Mm -hmm. individual um and i don't want the you know to bias the audience right out of the gate you know (laughs) um but uh 
my boss is very well known, very polarizing. And uh, one of the things he's he's known for, you know, all different things now, but one of the things that he's really well known for in the entrepreneurship space is that he was one of the first people to utilize social media and influencer marketing. Um, and he built this influencer marketing network uh, where he just used regular people, like not actual influencers, but like everyday customers and consumers. Mm -hmm. He figured out how to like really harness the power of word of mouth via social media. Um, and a lot of companies now, I mean, almost mm -hmm. every company does that now, right? right. But like um, when he first started doing it, he was one of the first people to do it at scale. And a lot of what you see on the internet these days is modeled after the system that mm -hmm. um, him and a few others developed. And so um, that's really what I mean. We were selling products, consumer products, direct to consumer, but via like a third party like you, mm -hmm. you know? So um, my job was really, really cool. Uh, it was honestly like a dream job on paper. That's the truth. Like my job was, I think of myself like a hitman, right? So like we operated in the health and fitness space. So like there are these like mega, you know, uh, relevant and well-known influencers in the fitness space. Mm -hmm. And so he would be like, Mark, go get them. Right. And I would just, I would have to go out. I would travel all over the country. I would show up at fitness events mm -hmm. or influencer events or whatever. And my job was to get in there, make friends with them, you know, make them my best friend and then convince them that like our company was a great company and mm -hmm. get them to use our products and then post about them on their platforms. And so um, it was really, really fun. Um, it really was. And, you know, with the paid travel and like getting to hang out with cool ass people and mm -hmm. all the stuff. Um, but again, like <clears throat> and the money, like a, an important piece of my story and my transition is. I was making $200,000 base salary uh, plus commission. And if you've ever done sales, you know, like you can make a lot of money in sales just via commission. So like a $200,000 base plus commission um, and like all the perks, you know, benefits, everything, getting to hang out with all these cool people, but I still left, you know, and I, I emphasize that point because a lot of people will settle like the old saying, good is the enemy of great. Right. And like, I talk a lot about, um, like living your life to the fullest and how like you really should build a life that you wake up excited to live every day. Mm -hmm. um, and so I, I like to think that most people that were in a really comfortable position like I was, they would mm -hmm. stay there. They would just ride that, ride that wave until the wheels fall off, right? It's mm -hmm. like, I'm making good money. Like I'm not gonna complain about nothing, but like I just got so tired of it. And so one day I quit and I walked away from all of that to like really risk everything mm -hmm. and start a business that has no guaranteed success. Um, and everybody thought I was crazy. Like every, every, I mean, I'm sure there's still a lot of people that still think I'm crazy. Um, but man, I'm so happy that I left, mm -hmm. you know, and it's just, it's, um, it's validated for me that there's more important things in life than like money and security and that life ought to be lived, you know, in a way that, um, that you, are excited about. Mm -hmm. I don't even want to say you enjoy because I don't enjoy it every day. You know, like some days are hardest. Like, um, so it's not about necessarily enjoying it, but it's about like really using every day to like, um, you know, use the gifts that God's given me and, and chase my potential and try to continue learning and growing and evolving, mm -hmm. you know? Nice. Um, for the viewers that didn't know, even in his past job, he utilized technology very well in his everyday 
you know. Career. Oh, every day. Every, I mean, <laughs> literally the whole, like, it's so crazy. I was operating in a corporate setting at a high level, and I would be on my phone all day. All like, day. I didn't even use a laptop. Like, I would just wow. be on my phone, just on social media all day long. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah. So technology mm-hmm. was, I mean, I couldn't have done it without technology. It's so cool. Mm-hmm. Like, even going back to my boss, like, mm-hmm. how we live in a world where you can build a $100 million company, like, like we didn't even have like a corporate headquarters for yeah. the longest time like we do now or mm-hmm. he does now mm-hmm. but like we were all the whole company could fit in like a little conference room like this and we're operating a, a hundred million dollar company like it's yeah. just crazy because technology is the vehicle it is it mm-hmm. is and going back to your coffee shop so how do you or what makes your coffee better or like what makes your coffee taste so good <laughs> uh, see this is one of those questions but um our coffee tastes amazing mm-hmm. and for the most part when people uh, when we're talking about food or beverages like mm-hmm. a lot of it is a matter of preference you know mm-hmm. so i'm not gonna sit here and be like oh my coffee tastes better than every other coffee on earth it tastes amazing but like what makes it taste so good is the customer experience that we provide mm-hmm. inside of the coffee shop like i i am a i'm a i'm a big nerd on like psychology and um yeah, I guess you, that's the major category, but philosophy as well. But I think, um, I truly do think that you can like enhance an overall experience, right? Through the human, through the energy, energetic transfer that happens when you mm-hmm. like interact with another human being. And so like, we also create biases like as we progress throughout the day, right? And so mm-hmm. you have this amazing interaction with me at the cash register. You didn't even get your coffee yet. Mm-hmm. And like, Maybe my coffee's an eight out of ten, but mm-hmm. like you're just you now have formed this like let's say a halo effect has formed has has taken place, and you're like, man, Mark's the best. I really love this shop. It's amazing. It's beautiful in here. You're gonna mm-hmm. take a sip of that coffee, and it's gonna be the best tasting coffee you ever had. Is it? I don't know, but like, <laughs> but but like your brain will tell you that mm-hmm. it is like, and so I I would say that yes, we we have really really great coffee. Um, I've had literally thousands of people try it at home. Like they, you know, we we ship it out online um, mm-hmm. and they'll give me that feedback objectively. Hey, your coffee's amazing. Okay, awesome. But I also think that there is an element of the customer experience that plays a role. I agree to that point too. And then also for the viewers that didn't know that he shipped his coffee as well, I would consider like making the best delicious drink is like have a combination of science and chemistry because mm-hmm. you need to know like what will put it, what you will put in your drink to make it taste good or 100%. what you will put in your drink to make make it taste better. So I feel like a lot of that plays a role too mm-hmm. as well. Um, Not also, only that, but like mm-hmm. equipment, like if you look in, like, you're, like just talking from the science side of it, mm-hmm. um, like when I built my business, um, I didn't have, I don't, I don't have any loans. I didn't get any financing. Like we had to do it all out of pocket. And so like, that's a very stressful way to do things. Like this is not nobody else's money. This is my money. And like, if it doesn't work, I got, I got nothing left. Right. And so we did that. And, and I say that to say, like, we pretty much budget did everything. Like we budget, we, we built all the furniture ourselves. Like we, we did everything on a budget except for two things. One is the espresso grinder and two is the espresso machine. Mm. And it's because there is so, there's so many mechanisms and there's so there, like, mm-hmm. I don't understand. You probably understand the science behind it a lot more than I do, but like pressure and steam and brew volume and dosages and mm-hmm. all these things play a huge role in being able to pull a consistent espresso shot. Right. And espresso is the base of my business. Like 
90% of the drinks that I serve are just espresso uh-huh. based, right? Mm-hmm. So if I can't pull espresso consistently, well, then I can't get served consistent quality drinks. So we bought like the Rolls Royce of espresso machines. Like, cause oh, I'm, y'all went all out. Yeah, yeah we, we splurged <laughs> on that and we splurged on the grinder because mm-hmm. the same thing, grind size plays a role, like the fineness or the coarseness of the grind. And, and if I'm not consistent there, then it's, it's not going to be a consistent quality of the product. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of science, honestly, um, just in being able to, like behind just being able to serve consistent quality drinks. I agree with that. And then also, I know you have a passion like me as well to like help other people be the best versions of themselves. So I just wanted to know where that passion came from. Because I, you know, because I almost gave up on, on, on trying to realize the best version of myself. And like, I didn't, and I'm really glad that I didn't. You know what I mean? Like when you come to that crossroads where, I mean, a lot of people don't even come to the crossroads. I truly believe most people just live their life on a conveyor belt and then they end up somewhere that they didn't really plan on ending up, but it's because they never stopped to like ask themselves, like, is this the direction that I'm trying to head in? Or am I just doing what either, you know, am I just operating on autopilot? Am I trying to meet my parents' expectations or society's expectations? Am I following the lead of my friends? Like, and then they just end up, and, and then it's everybody else's fault except for their own. And like one day I had this realization that like you could really do or be anything or anybody that you want as long as you're willing to sacrifice and work for it right and um and like and then not only that but like i've been in some low places like Mm -hmm. and it was like the lowest place in my life when i realized like not this ain't nobody else's fault i used to blame it on like my parents and my upbringing and like where i come from and Mm -hmm. like things that have happened to me and my I, i you know i've had a lot of people that i've been really close with like my brother like die and you know i've had bad things happen in my life and Mm -hmm. i and as a young man i'm like oh man poor me you know like Mm -hmm. all this stuff like i was at a disadvantage and you know i never gave a fair shake and i'm you know i'm just gonna be a statistic anyway right i'm like no no like like it's not anybody's fault but yours like you you make decisions and all your decisions have consequences right and so it was those two things which is like one like if you have the potential to do it or be it you can but you got to be willing to sacrifice and work for it. And two, like your life is your fault. Like your life is your fault. If you look around and you don't like the way your life looks, well, that's your fault. If you look around and you love the way that it looks, it's your fault. Like there is a, um, an element of personal accountability that I think plays a huge role. And so even more so than trying to inspire people to be the best version of, them, of themselves, I really like to try to inspire people to just take ownership of their life. Because once you take ownership of like, how you've gotten to this point like whether you love your life or you hate your life when you say man this is all my fault like only at that point is it possible for you to take ownership of like where your life is going like ever since i came to that realization my whole life has changed and it's so crazy how fast it changed like i was literally in prison five years ago like five years ago i've built multiple six-figure businesses i've been a junior executive at a hundred million dollar company i own a company right now I have a podcast that literally tens of thousands of people listen to all the time. And five years ago, I was in prison. Like, it's crazy. Like, it can happen so fast. And I see people who get down on themselves and they, like, they, like, get upset. Like, they got a divorce or, like, maybe they, like, lost custody of a kid or 
sometimes it's not even that bad. Like sometimes it's like they got fired from their job or they dropped out of college or something, right? And they like wear that. They wear that for the rest of their life. Mm-hmm. Man, I'm a failure. I'm a deadbeat. Or they they were addicted to drugs or they drank too much or whatever, mm-hmm. right? So like people will wear that. Um, well, I like rejected that. And when I came home from prison, it was crazy. Like I came home from prison. I built my first business. I had a, a huge community like the one that you know, that you're a part of at Omen, right? I owned a gym. It was a very similar community. And when I finally, I was home for a year before I told anybody that I had been to prison. When I finally told them, they literally didn't even believe me. They were like, nah, nah, you, you, it wasn't you. Like, stop, stop joking, you know? Like, cause they just, that version of me that went to prison, it literally didn't even exist to these people because they never met that person, right? So like, to everybody that's listening and to the people who I try to inspire to like be the best versions of themselves. It's like the only thing holding you back in life is you. It's like that narrative that you're telling yourself about who you are, but it's not who you are. It's who you were. And, in, and, and as long as you hang on to who you were, you're going to keep wearing that. But as soon as you be like, no, like I'm, I'm going to show up differently today. I'm going to be somebody completely new. Think about this. Every single person that you meet today, the like the version of you that you chose to show up as today, that's the only version of you that literally even exists to them. That old version of you is gone. The version of you that dropped out of college or was addicted to drugs or lost custody of your kids or got a divorce or whatever that shame is that you're wearing, right? That version of you doesn't exist in their world. So it's so crazy how one new interaction at a time, you can literally recreate the like your whole legacy, but but also the way that the world perceives you. Does that make sense? Yeah, so you had to engineer your mind to... Okay, okay, way. I see what you did there. I see what you did there. You had to engineer it. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, I you, had to, smart. <laughs> you had to rewire your mind yeah. to be to be better, essentially. Yeah. 100%, but mm-hmm. also, like, but also to, like, wear a different identity. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, you, you really do. You have to rewire your brain and and just disown that that person that you were mm-hmm. and convince yourself like there's an ele- i mean there, you know i'm kind of crazy but there's an element of like you have to convince yourself of things that are not necessarily true sometimes may, they may not be true in the moment but they have the potential to be true and it's, if you operate as if they are true then sometimes that's the easiest way to manifest them and i agree to that point i really do um, going to my last question, though, and we could continue talking, but how do you plan to keep your business growing? How do I? I mean, it's just one. This is easy for me, honestly. Um, and I hate to say that. It's so crazy because before we even open, before we even open, I gave a talk about like I was invited to speak to a group of young entrepreneurs. And um, and the talk that I gave was titled, It's So Easy to Be the Best. And it's crazy because it's kind of arrogant of me to give a talk titled It's So Easy to Be the Best. We didn't even open yet. Um, but now, um, every year, there's this um, uh, organization that's local. It's called the STL Bucket List. And they're, I mean, they're pretty well known. I mean, they got like 130,000 followers just from the St. Louis area alone. And what they do is they really just... Um, they help out a lot of small businesses specifically, but they they kind of like highlight them. They'll go around the city and drop into businesses and shout them out and stuff like that. They keep locals informed of who's here and who's not. 
And every year they do something called the Locals Choice Award, where like it's purely vote based. Like, and they divvy up all of the local St. Louis small businesses into different categories. So they might have like boutique fitness, um, coffee shop, cocktail bar, et cetera. And we've only been open for four months and we got nom- we got the most nominations for best coffee shop, you oh, know? Oh, congrats. And that, and the, and the voting is still open until, <laughs> until June 30th. All right. But, but the voting is still open. But it's like, it's funny because I gave that talk like four months ago. And what I said to them was like, it's so easy to be the best. And what I mean by that is that the standard, the standard of quality service or product in almost every area in our society right now has fallen so low that all you really need to do to be the best is do it the way it was supposed to be done in the first place. Like that's, I use the car wash as an example because here in St. Louis, like I'm not in where I'm from, I'm from upstate New York originally, but we have fire car washes out there and I didn't even know it. I didn't even know it. We have great car washes out there, but then I came out here and we got all these automatic car washes. You come out, your car's still wet. You know, Mm -hmm. you drive off, you got all the, the, yeah. the streaks. It looks like you didn't even I get a car wash. I'm so upset about that, right? <laughs> and I'm like, listen, I will pay more mm-hmm. for a better car wash. Like, and I went to a car wash one day and we came out and it was all wet. And there was two like look like teenagers, high school kids right there with towels. And they wiped it down. All they did, it took them maybe 60 seconds. They drive my car by hand with the towel and I gave them a tip. And I drove off and I'm like, that's it. Like, mm-hmm. that's all you had to do. Now you're, get, you're getting my vote. You are the best car wash in St. Louis because mm-hmm. you just did it the way it was. You did it like 1% extra effort, right? Mm-hmm. And so that was like my talk. And the, it's also the answer to your question. Like, how mm-hmm. am I going to grow my business? I'm, I'm hyper focused on one customer at a time, one interaction at a time. Mm-hmm. Like, my goal is to greet people with warmth and kindness. Um, I introduce myself to everybody that comes in there like I did to you when you came in there. Mm-hmm. You know, I shake their hand. I talk to them. I ask them about their day. I get to know them. Like, this is a community hub. And I, my, again, my goal is just to, to provide such a pleasant interaction that they, that they notice when they walk away. Like, they notice, man, that doesn't happen at the grocery store. Man, that doesn't happen when I go to work. Man, that doesn't happen when I go to gas station or wherever like this is the only place that happens and um it's cool because i have so many like literally every day i have people reach out to me on instagram or wherever and they're like man i love what you're doing the community you're building and blah blah blah. that's how i'm gonna grow my business like Mm -hmm. you know i'm gonna have them do it and like do we get creative with marketing and stuff like that sure but like at the core of it it's really what I talked about in that talk is it's just do it the way it was supposed to be done, you know, like interact with people the way you're supposed to create the type of environment you're supposed to create, um, keep the place clean, serve good coffee. Like it's really, it's really so simple mm-hmm. to be good at business, mm-hmm. but like people just always want to like cut corners. They always want it the easy way. Like, like this shit is, is so hard to any future entrepreneurs out there. Like I'm telling you, this shit is so hard like we've been open for almost 120 days and i have literally opened the shop at 5 a.m every single day for 120 days like for the first like 60 days i was there it's open to close so i would get there at 5 a.m and i wouldn't get done until 7 p.m 14 hour days seven days a week every single day 
for like I mean you create a discipline and create a system to like no 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 that's not that's not even true like I swear to God every day I'll wake up and be like man I don't want to go in there right now but but I would I would show up it's just mm-hmm. I mean that'd be quite a discipline though yeah. true true mm-hmm. true true and I and I do I talk about this on my my podcast but I think that the biggest difference maker for a brick and mortar entrepreneur specifically because building a business online is a little bit different it's a little bit easier um highly recommend (laughs) but um but for a brick and mortar man i think the biggest difference maker is like that endurance like that just that willingness to like show up because like you know i was thinking about this the other day like i'm the boss like i can literally just go on our instagram and be like hey we're gonna open late today or hey we're gonna be closed today like i Mm -hmm. i do whatever i want and like so the discipline to like not do that and to just show up anyway mm-hmm. i'm like you know what no i'm here this is what mm-hmm. i signed up for you mm-hmm. know so yeah that's we we want to grow at one customer at a time we don't want to everything in life this is how i end up in prison right trying to take the easy route i will never take the easy route in any situation ever 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 again like i don't want it, i don't want it fast i don't want it free like um this is, might be a touchy topic too because I got two, you know, I'm here with the crew. But an example of that is that it was Black History Month, like right as we were like kind of getting ready to open, et cetera. And we got featured on the news and I asked them not to like highlight us as a black owned business. And I was like, the fact that we're a black owned business is a fact. It's just, it's a fact. Like, yeah, it's a black owned business. But like, I don't want to market us as a black owned business because I don't want anybody to come and solicit my business out of sympathy. I want you to come because I do a great job at what I do. Like, okay. and mm-hmm. that's just, it's, it's so deep in me because of that prison mm-hmm. experience that like, that's what I mean when I say, I don't want it free. I want to earn it. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want, I don't want nobody to come there for no other reason than because mm-hmm. we are doing the best job. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, so I'm, 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 I'm really fixated on that one customer at a time. Just mm-hmm. do it the right way. Don't ask for no favors. Don't ask for no handouts. Don't ask for no sympathy. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I could agree with that too. I feel like people should just go to restaurants or anywhere, you know, just knowing they have good customer service, not because, oh, this is black owned or, oh, this is that. You they know do a I'm great saying? job. Yeah. yeah. You do a great job. You and know and like, saying? and like, I, exactly. Uh-huh. I don't, I don't care who owns it. Like, mm-hmm. I, I really don't. If you own as long it, if you own customer it, service. Listen, if they do a great job, <laughs> great. I'm going to go and I'm going to tell my friends, yo, mm-hmm. you should go over there. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah. I agree. I agree. Well, thank you everyone for tuning in. First episode. Yes. First Wait, episode. How'd you feel? How'd you feel? I feel good. What's next? What's next for you? Where you Where you using this engineering? So I like to learn from the intelligent people. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay. Um. So overall, my podcast is to enlighten people. Um. Because a lot of people don't know, like STEM is everywhere. You know, that's what it made me be in STEM. That's what made me go to undergrad for mechanical engineering. Um. I just was fascinated by how the world works. Mm-hmm. You know how everything was like put together, architecture. Um, you know, even in our cars, we drive in our cars every day. That is engineered. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody made it. Somebody me- did mechanics with it and everything. Um, and even on my job, I use a lot of technology. So, mm-hmm. you know, I just want to enlighten people about STEM and how they can utilize and monetize um, STEM in their everyday life. Yeah, it really is interesting. Mm-hmm. We didn't touch on math, but like, mm-hmm. honestly, obviously with entrepreneurship, math is like, huge you know it's Mm -hmm. so big because finances and stuff well Mm -hmm. not only that yeah but 
you know, business seems simple on the surface, but there's like accounting in the background, you know, and, and, and even when you're like, when you go in, like, for example, like I, I, I did a lot of pro- projections when I was getting ready, but this, it's impossible. It was, it was impossible for me to account for like really what expenses were going to be, what like cost of goods sold are going to be. Obviously those things are volatile. So like mm-hmm. it is, um, there's a place for people who excel in science, math, technology, you know, mm-hmm. all, all those things, because um, people like me, like I'm, you know, I'm a visionary in a sense. Um, you know, I can, I can, I can see things in, and I have before, you know, and, I, and when I, when I build something in my mind, I can build it in real life. Mm-hmm. But the truth is like people like you or um, people who have certain knowledge bases or skill sets in these areas, like specifically in science, like when I was getting going, I told you I didn't know anything about coffee. So I, I found the best barista in St. Louis who mm-hmm. understands the science behind coffee. Mm-hmm. And I had him come in and train me on my own equipment because I didn't even know how to use it. See? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So he's teaching me about the pressure that I need and the the grams of, of espresso and how, you know, if I pull 18 grams of, of, of espresso beans that I really mm-hmm. should get like 36 grams of water out. Like mm-hmm. he's yep. teaching me all this stuff on the job and I didn't know anything about it, but it, it just goes to show you like somebody who understand understands the science my accountant same thing like i literally i'm like I, I went to him straight up dude i don't know if i'm breaking the law or not because i don't know what the laws are mm-hmm. i don't know i don't know how much money i need to be giving to the city and this and that mm-hmm. um you know so there is a lot and um because this is going to be stem focused mm-hmm. um it's really cool mm-hmm. because you don't have to necessarily be somebody like me um who is the visionary is the dreamer is the whatever mm-hmm. um that's my that's what i have to offer um but like when i can find people who are really good at what they do and they're those advanced knowledge bases specific those people are extremely valuable like for real like somebody like me will pay any amount of money to have somebody like that around mm-hmm. if it's applicable to my business so mm-hmm. um i do think it's really cool that you're that you're like highlighting stem specifically um, and I think that, um, those of you who are like genuinely interested in it and it lights you up, like, that's what you, sh- that's what you should do. And, um, and it's, it's interesting because in the world that we live in, especially with social media, the comparison and all the stuff, like mm-hmm. everybody wants to be the person, you mm-hmm. know, everybody wants to be the dreamer, but like, you might not mm-hmm. be the dreamer, you yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I just think it's really important to do that. Like I could not have built my business without like my friends who are around me, mm-hmm. um, people who are into like graphic design or who are, who are into, uh, my buddy Ryan, who taught me how to use my stuff. My mm-hmm. buddy Josh, who does all my roasting for me. These guys are science guys. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I could not have done it without them. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. And you see how, like, and even in our everyday life, everyone around us, we all connected. Like, we all have something to bring to the table and help one another to continue to acknowledge mm-hmm. ourselves. So, yeah. All right. Thank you for having me. <laughs> thank you for coming. Thank you.